During every two-year legislative cycle, state lawmakers and governors for years now have approved hundreds of bills authorizing extensions of local tax rates for municipal governments. And despite the routine nature of the practice, it is hardly a simple rubber stamping, as these non-controversial issues often get tied up by the personalities and politics that can dominate Albany. To discuss the headaches this process can cause and potentially less burdensome alternatives, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Stephen Aquario, Executive Director of the New York State Association of Counties. Welcome back to the show, Stephen. Thank you, David. It's good to see you. It's our pleasure to have you here. So what are the type of local taxes that require, uh, in order for either adoption or the continued administration, municipal leaders from around the state to work with their state representatives and then get sign-off from the governor? Well, I think if we take a step back and look at uh, taxation in general, uh, it's reserved to the state. So taxation is a constitutional responsibility of the state of New York. The counties do not have inherent authority to tax the people. We're given that authority by the state legislature. We're given that authority to levy a property tax. Uh, Governor Cuomo, as you recall, imposed a property tax cap on us. Uh, So that has uh, really shifted uh, the amount of revenue that's collected by counties or local governments more to sales tax. Uh, So predominantly now it's a two-to-one sales tax uh, versus property tax, but that was not always the case. It was mostly property taxes that funded local government operations, and now it's a sales tax uh, world for us, and of course the Internet sales tax really helped us. So every two years, as you mentioned, we have to go back to the state legislature and seek an extension uh, of a sales tax, an extension of a mortgage recording tax in some instances. And the third uh, category is a hotel occupancy tax. And if you travel around the United States, a lot of states really impose a really heavy occupancy tax because they're charging transient people moving into their state, staying there for a few days and then leaving. So they choose to do that. Uh, New York, of course, has that as well of occupancy taxes at the local level. That's like a sales tax. So if it's a 4% sales tax collection at the local level, that occupancy tax would be likely right around the same amount. But it expires every two years. And we have been doing this since 1966. And when it comes to the issue of sales tax and needing to get authority from Albany, is this about maintaining the 3% sales tax, or is this going above and beyond uh, 3% uh, when it comes to the county share of sales tax? It is above 3%. So across the board, counties like Saratoga uh, remain at 3%. Uh, counties like Albany, uh, where we sit here, are at 4%. Mm-hmm. So it's that additional amount or that percentage above 3 that requires the state legislature. And it's really a rub. It's really uh, an unnecessary exercise here. And it has been tried to be cleaned up since Governor Pataki was here. Uh, I imagine Governor Cuomo won, uh, uh, wanted to get rid of this as well because it really it throws uh, 60, 80 tax bills on a governor's desk. Right. That's largely unnecessary to do. It, these are taxes, again, that have been levied since 1966 that get renewed every two years. You mentioned personalities by state lawmakers, uh, personalities by local officials, and the clash they're in to get these renewed. We have had instances where those personality clashes did result in a uh, catastrophe and that extension not granted. And the most recent one that I can recall was in Ulster County uh, with Michael Hine, the county executive, 
uh, back then uh, having a clash with a, a former a member, Kevin Cahill, in the state assembly about how those local taxes should be allocated and the clash between those two politicians. And there can be extenuating circumstances, too, because I remember in 2009 when we had the Senate coup, which happened towards the end of session because no one uh, could meet basically for about a month. I think some lapsed back then, too. So it's not just those individuals. It can be other issues as well that I think you've probably experienced that not to date you, but in your 30 plus years now with the Association of Counties, right? Yes, we've seen it uh, happen. I saw it happen in Suffolk County Mm -hmm. uh, as well back in the day. And uh, this is a loss of tens of millions of dollars because the legislature is going to leave and they are not going to come back and do that extension until January when they return. So I did see that. uh, And in fact, David, this year, we saw it as well. One of the last bills to get passed was a bill to extend uh, local sales tax in Oswego County. And that was the home of the minority leader of the state assembly, uh, Will Barclay. And so uh, I think that was a check and balance in the, in the people's house there to make sure that they were able to get the bills done and whether the minority leader was going to cause some controversy on the floor. And so they held back. Uh, the majority held back that minority uh, member's uh, extension. So a lot of politics takes place. It's, it's unnecessary, and it really requires a lot of effort. At the county level, we have to act three times. So local legislative bodies have to convene three times to seek resolution to ask the state for permission. Then we have to do another resolution to support the actual bill number. And then after the governor chapters it, we have to reconvene and actually uh, pass another resolution or a local law to actually implement the extension. So very unnecessary. Uh, I guess it would be hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars is wasted by the state of New York in this process. So when you think about alternatives, is the focus on making it so that you don't need a two-year extension, that we're talking about doing this every three or four years, or do you want to shoot for the moon and figure out a way to make the existing rates and existing set of taxes permanent? Well, for several decades, the city of New York uh, got permanent authority at 4.5%, I believe. So when we saw that, we went back to the legislature and the governor and and just made a parity argument. I mean, the city of New York has the same services as Westchester County, as Albany County, and then some on top of that. Uh, So we tried to make a parity argument when that went through. Of course, we didn't object when the city got that approval, I think under Mayor Bloomberg at that time. I'm not exactly sure. But yes, we we have asked for permanency. And every governor that's been in here supports that permanency. The state Senate supports that permanency, regardless of party. Uh, There wasn't a partisan issue in in the Senate. And governors, uh, the Assembly chooses to uh, want that ability to leverage it uh, in some way uh, for whatever purpose that might be. We have never been told why, but that has been the chamber that has rejected it outright. And while the assembly has not come out and said why they are rejecting the governor's proposal, I think it's pretty clear from the example you mentioned with regards to the assembly minority leader that this is used as a tool to wield power within the chamber and not for the benefit of the people around New York, right? 
Fair enough. Uh, I think it is a political uh, weapon, if you will, that's used by the chamber, and that's uh, that's fair. This is a political uh, building that we're sitting in right now. That's how it, the process works. But I think it's unfair, and I think that if we look at the reason why we're collecting these taxes, it's to pay for state programs and services. It's really not to fund local programs. A typical budget right now, 60 to 80% of that budget at a county level is state-mandated. We are collecting taxes to pay for state programs that this chamber here, this building, imposes on these counties around the state. But, David, a lot of those revenues, too, uh, several billion dollars uh, that are collected in sales are shared with towns and villages and cities. So it's really something that's driving the thousands of local governments that are in this state and shared with them as well. But I really don't think it's, um, it's something that should continue. I'm hopeful that the governor will continue to champion this issue. She did include it in her budget. It was rejected again this year. I hope she puts it in there again. Well, we've been speaking with Stephen Aquario. He's the executive director of the New York State Association of Counties. Stephen, thank you so much for visiting us in the studio. Thank you, David. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.